Unqualified Car Show presents Car News from Around the Globe with your hosts, Jeff, Walter, and Donnie. I'm your host, Walter, joined by my giggly host, Donnie, and Jeff made it today. Yes, I recovered from my my fictional motorcycle accident. Fict- Are you saying that we're spreading false news? Yes. What some might yes. call fake news? 100% what I am saying. Well, don't believe everything Slander. Jeff says. Or everything Donnie or Walter said. In fact, just just don't believe us. Take us yeah. don't, don't take us to heart. Don't believe just... us at all as we tell you about the news. <laughs> <laughs> all right. First for this week, second week of February here. Uh, it's week of February eighth, right? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eighth was the Monday. Okay, yeah. Time does not exist, and everything is circular. But first headline, the most exciting one, is the e-tron GT Quattro announced by Audi this week. Looks spectacular. It looks sexy. It's a very nice e-tron. <laughs> Audi's been, I mean, uh, all of their designs have been very sharp lately, but they've all kind of looked the same. So this kind of has the same um sharp lines and everything but it looks a lot different it's very different yeah you know it's actually got curves it's not just sharp lines that you can cut your fingers on (laughs) yeah if you if you run your hand over the roof and curves of this car you won't get paper cuts (laughs) hopefully you might get carbon fiber cuts yes that's true um yeah this thing is super duper sexy it is going to be built on the tycon so basically, they're sharing the chassis, and I'm imagining the powertrain and battery, sorry, propulsion system and battery, as we remember Audi and Porsche are stablemates in the overarching Volkswagen umbrella. So it should be pretty cool. It's going to have an 800-volt architecture, uh, and it has pretty fast charge times. It'll go from 5% to 80% charge in 22 minutes, which is one of the quickest rates in the industry. Um if you're a geek about engineering like we are, you should look up the tech behind Audi's charge cycles. It's pretty interesting. They figured out a way to optimize how batteries are being charged to keep them at low temperatures while also uh, optimizing the amount of energy that's getting stuffed into them. So you can go super fast. I assume it's just like how people used to shovel coal into a steam engine. Yeah. So remember our LSD elves that we talked about? Not Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, limited slip differential elves. Same well, thing. Not, not they both the work LSD on magic. I was either, but... Yeah. They, they both work on magic, right? But there's little tiny elves that live in the chargers and they shovel little tiny coal down the <laughs> down the cord. The cord is actually just a big tube and then oh. it converts it to electricity like a, a steam plant. So, so it burns it. Right, it's a it's a coal powered car when you live in West Virginia. It's a coal powered car if you live in mostly United States. <laughs> coal and natural gas, but yeah, <laughs> ah, same diff, same diff. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along, <laughs> natural gas is just really hard to control. Coal. <laughs> you mean like you can't handle it with your hands? Yes. Oh, so it's it just it's goes a gas. Yeah. <laughs> Um, second headline, Stellantis, other formerly known as, what was it? Peugeot, Fiat Chrysler. Right. Yeah. F- FCA and yeah. Peugeot. 
they all jumbled together and they're one big happy cross Atlantic family. Like that worked so well the last time FCA was involved in a cross Atlantic family. Stellantis uh, made some rumors or some teasing about an EV Jeep. I think I saw that. I I would be pretty psyched for that. I don't know. Off-roading in an EV depends on how close your charger are is. So not sure about how well that would well, work, but it'd still be cool. And again, like we talked about in our Cherokee episode, most people don't actually drive their Jeeps off-road. They drive it to Macy's. <laughs> so that's what I was going to ask is... Is this a completely new, are they teasing a new platform or is it based off the Wrangler? Probably. As far as I know, uh, from what I've seen on websites and their 4XE Wrangler um, that debuted at the beginning of last year, it was a plug-in hybrid Wrangler. I'm imagining that's going to be the same Wrangler styling, right? I mean, that's what made Jeep popular. So it would be nuts to go away from that for an EV, right? Like if you want mass EV adoption, give the people something they already love, but with the new powertrain. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. That'd be smart. Like, I think a lot of people, a lot of designers, which I'm all about, right? Because like we just talked about the e-tron GT um, is damn sexy, right? And that's not a traditional, I mean, it's still a traditionally car, but I think it opened up a lot of availability for designers to get creative. Yeah. Well, yeah, that was uh, actually Elon's, one of his biggest, um, you know, that was one of his biggest criteria when they were coming out with, the the bottle last because they had already made the roadster which was fun and it was kind of a proof of concept mm-hmm. but he said if you want to get normal people into regular cars you need to make it sexy so they had they hired henrik fisker to design it actually yeah because um you know he has so much clout in the design world but th- they then they realized that fisker was working on his own thing and then <laughs> they really didn't like what he gave to them and it became a whole they now tesla has a lot of beef with fisker and they ended up going with a new designer and that's how how we ended up with the current Model S design, but mm-hmm. it, it was a really big. Um, that was a huge important thing to Elon at the start of Tesla, trying to get into the consumer market. Yeah, yeah. So making sure that it's a, a beautiful car that people are going to want. Yeah, and I th- I think people want a Wrangler. Yes, yes. We know 100%. that they do. Yeah. So put an electric powertrain in it, and they'll probably still buy it, right? Well, it's a looks thing. That makes me wonder: Is has Ford said that the Bronco is going to be electric at some point? I can't imagine them not they doing haven't, that. They haven't said it, right? And I don't think anybody. I mean, that platform, just from the looks of it, doesn't look like it would support batteries, right? I mean, it's like a it's a chassis on frame. It's just not put them in the trunk. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Balance be damned. Yeah, that's weight distribution. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. Um. <laughs> I actually see a lot of potential for, I mean, there's a lot of limitations for off-roading with an EV, but I also see a lot of potential because you have so much torque and you can modulate it really easy. You're not going to be burning through a a torque converter or a clutch plate. Mm -hmm. You know, you can control it so easily and there's so much torque that for rock crawling, it would be, be I can imagine electric motors would be great as long as you don't run out of battery out there. Yeah. The biggest problem though is the weight. Yes, but if you put if you make them bottom heavy, then it's you know you won't tip as easily. Well, yeah, you won't tip as easily, but that's it's still it's still just down to mass, right? Like a heavier vehicle requires heavier duty tires, which do not do as well in dirt and sand, and it's just going to sink. It's just going to sink right to its axles. Oh yeah, right. So you're going to have have to have bigger tires, and that's just so having a big heavy vehicle, right? Like five six thousand plus pounds 
for a Jeep. That's ridiculous. But that's where we're going. Continental, this is a little bonus news headline for you guys. Uh, Continental actually is introducing a new load range of tires because cars have gotten so big and so heavy recently. And this is before (laughs) EVs are mass adopted that they're like, we have to have a heavier duty tire for how big it's gotten. Wow. So that's how it is. Um, In other EV news, the darker side of EVs, Lordstown, yeah, Lordstown, which is an EV maker you probably haven't heard of, has a mule running around Michigan that caught fire this week and burned to a crisp. You can find pictures online. On the public roads? On public roads. Yikes. So they had completed their safe, their preliminary safety testing, according to the article. Uh, they were out on the road and was one of their directors of testing or whatever. And he was driving. He said it started driving funny, pulled over, and he immediately caught fire. Um, and this, this was on a pretty main road around here and actually wasn't terribly far from where I'm located. Um, I did not see it and I did not smell the smell of burning lithium. Did the fire, well, that's, that brings up another good point. Did the fire department know how to put it out or did they just let it burn? They did not talk about that in the article that I read, but from the pictures, they let it burn. Yeah. Because there was nothing left and a lot of the metal was melty. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Fighting a lithium ion battery fire is very different from fighting a gasoline. I'm an pretty IC sure. engine. Yeah, fire. I'm pr- I'm pretty sure you just have to let it burn. I don't but know. I yeah, so luckily nobody was injured. Everybody got out safely, but there is uh something to be said about all the energy that's stored in lithium ion batteries. Everybody was scared of gasoline exploding. But let me tell you, you're driving around on a small thermonuclear device in an EV. <laughs> Which, yeah. it's concerning, right? Because you think about it, we had those issues with the stupid hoverboards that were catching fire on planes. Oh, yeah. And then remember the Samsung phones that everybody yeah. had in their pockets yeah. and they were like exploding? Mm-hmm. Right? And that was just one bad battery cell, right? So you start building tons and tons of battery cells that these electric cars require, right? Because they need to be small and there's tons of them, hundreds of them. That just increases the chance unless it's a very good manufacturing process or just a completely new type of battery. Well, I think it'll have to be a good manufacturing process. Like when those Samsung phones caught fire, they they got some heat, not not literally heat like the phones on fire. I meant like heat from the press and people that bought the phones. Uh, and so they had to make their design better, I think. Yeah, well, and consumer electronics doesn't nearly have the same safety validation stuff that well, no. automotive yeah. automotive has in general, right, just internally, but then also the stuff they have to meet criteria-wise for regulators all right. over the world. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I imagine that'll be better, but with the new technology, like I know Toyota has solid-state batteries coming very soon. They've been very mum about their EV plans, but solid-state batteries are coming soon from Toyota. And they'll be much safer, much more stable. So then they freeze the elves? Yeah. How does that work? There are, I mean, actually, there are actually elves frozen in carbonite. Oh, that's just like cool. Han, Just like Han Solo. <laughs> so they just stack a whole bunch of little frozen carbonite elves in the base of your vehicle. Holding and... hands with each other. <laughs> God, that made it really dark, dude. <laughs> 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 Moving on. Um, 
we're moving can unionize if they're frozen oh, oh no <laughs> <laughs> yeah he shows his true colors probably for the best <laughs> all right um in big corporate news we have two headlines here first one this is a little bit older but i thought it was worth mentioning daimler is going to spin off its truck business which is actually a pretty big portion of the business, and they are going to solely focus on the consumer car market and rebrand the entire company Mercedes-Benz, which that's how you know them, but Daimler was actually a pretty large conglomerate. Um, everything was basically labeled a Mercedes, but it was built by Daimler, right? So you had Daimler trucks, which were the big Mercedes trucks in the in Europe, and then you had Unimogs, which are like the coolest off-road things on the planet. And then you had Freightliner, which was an American company that Daimler owned. They made trucks. Oh, I didn't know they owed them, too. Wow. Yeah. And then Detroit Diesel, they make truck engines for all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. So that was all under the Daimler umbrella. And I think what they're trying to do is size down, get ready for EVs, because they have a ton of EVs coming. I saw something today that mercedes-benz is going to have six evs by 2022 in one year released or unveiled like released the concepts and on on sale as far wow. as i understood from the, the articles i saw how many do they have now do you know like the one e- or two probably the eqs and the eqa i don't even know if those are on sale though those are two mm. models that i know and i think you've seen them they're very soft kind of amorphous blobs of Mercedes. It's like an amorphous blob of silver. Oh, that's that's dis- kind of all Mercedes in my eyes. Well, yeah. they used to be so angular. You know what I mean? Like the last Yeah, but I'm gen... saying like the past five years, they've all been very smooth. Yeah. You know, the, the lights are all uh, flush with the body. Mm-hmm. And they're all, and the, even the lights are very organically shaped, right? There's no hard lines at yeah. all. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be offensive. Yeah, they don't want to be offensive like those Audis where you're going to cut yourself on them. Uh, yeah, so that was that's pretty big news um, to sell off a pretty big portion of the truck business. There's not a lot of truck makers out there. There's Packar and Navistar, um, and then a few others in Europe like Man and uh, Scania in Sweden, which I think they're actually both owned by Volkswagen. So hmm. suffice to say, Daimler trucks will probably get gobbled up by Volkswagen, and it'll just be all Volkswagen trucks. Uh, big company. Yeah, this is one that Jeff brought to the table, so I will let him introduce it. Right, so I saw last week, right after we, or excuse me, I didn't do the news. After Donnie and Walter did the news, there was an article about how Kia was looking for companies to work with in order to build potentially the Apple car, whatever it's going to be called. And then literally two days later, news broke that Hyundai Kia was no longer in discussions with Apple to make the Apple car. But in so, the meantime, their stock price did shoot up quite a bit. I think it went I think it went back down, but yeah, it did shoot up because I mean, that's like doing an album with Daft Punk. Everybody loves you for it. But we're, uh, we're talking to you, Farrell. <laughs> or the weekend. Oh but, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of interesting. The Apple car has been something that people don't know if it's going to happen and haven't known. It's been super secretive. Apple likes to stay secret. And I was kind of surprised that Kia was going to be someone they worked with. I thought it was going to be some more of a luxury brand. Um, although the Kia Telluride is p- 
pretty nice, so I could see them making some quality products. Don't call IKEA a luxury brand. I didn't call it a luxury brand. I thought they were going to work with more luxury brands than Kia. But then you said, oh, the Telluride's pretty nice, implying... The Telluride is nice. I'm, I stand by luxury. Jeff on this one. Have you <laughs> sat in a Telluride? Yes. And I thought, with the oh, man. Seats? Oh, man. This thing is lipstick on plastic. <laughs> I I thought it was amazing. Well, they found their target market. <laughs> uh, the other There's other questions with Apple having a car, right? Like, if Apple sells you an electric vehicle, are you going to have to buy a dongle to plug it in? And... <laughs> Will they sell the charger with the car, or are you going to have to buy that separately? Well, um, hate to break it to you, all the car companies sell you the charger separately with your EV. Most car companies, they only give you the little 110 in the U.S. here, uh, 120-volt plug that takes like a billion hours to charge your car. Or you can opt for the level 2 charger um, that you actually have to have wired in and installed by a professional te- uh, electrician because it's not like a 220 plug. It's direct wired into a service box. And then you can charge your car slightly faster. But in the U.S., I don't think anybody's offering above 19 kilowatt charging for a house, right? So you still are limited to a pretty low rate. Um, for reference here, a DC fast charger charges at 150 kilowatts. Wow. Yeah. Although, I mean, I know some states, I think Colorado, maybe California, are requiring new new houses to be built with car charging, like in the garage, which is kind of surprising. But That is shockingly dumb, but <laughs> I mean... Oh, yeah, I know too, because like what happens in 10 years when they've changed the style three times and the voltages and... Well, they won't change the... I mean, the voltages won't change. Voltage right? probably won't change, because that's pretty standard for a long time, but... Yeah, right. I mean, the voltage going in is then converted on the charger. So most EVs have an onboard charger, right? So that's what actually converts like the 120 or whatever, or the 240 to a voltage that the battery can accept, right? Because nothing, there's no service voltage in the US that's 800 volts, right? For no. te- for the portion and stuff like that. So it takes in 240 and then steps it to 800 volts to fast charge it. Or well, it does, and it, and or it does it, DC, it in the right? DC... I, or no, you know what? I'm lying. It does it in the DC fast charger, right? So it's got a big box on the ground that's a big transformer. And then they have oh, a standard. Okay, yeah. There's a standard plug-in, right? They've actually done a really good job. The only one who's not standardized is Tesla. They have a unique plug just to be different. Um, so you can buy an adapter. <laughs> so you can plug it into a non-Tesla <laughs> charger yeah a a dongle if you will yeah so any (laughs) any device that is designed in california and apparently consequently built in california um will require a dongle to use at some point i think that's actually a california like state law (laughs) (laughs) that'd be a great law electronic devices must have one dongle that is required for use (laughs) you would think so with all the companies coming out of there uh i I would be interested to know. I mean, this is kind of sarcastic, but what if what if they charge the Apple car with a USB C? <laughs> you know how tiny that is. Like, wouldn't that be fun? Just you just plug this really tiny, it'd be four so millimeter f- thing into your. It'd be so <laughs> fun to wait for forty seven years, some hours to get <laughs> half a charge. Yep. Um. 
I just want to know. I, I don't think that Apple is actually making a car. I think Apple is making a vehicle architecture. It's yeah, it's definitely possible. I mean, I don't. I mean, it's just they're not a car company, and no, they won't and I don't ever think they be. want to be one. And I think what they're probably doing is they're probably working on some like autonomous project or vehicle architecture that like connects it better to the world, right? Because that's what everybody is working on right now is V2X, which if you're not acquainted is vehicle to X infrastructure, vehicle, pedestrian, communications. X-rays, xylophones. Yes. Um, I was going to say zebras, but things, but for xenographs. Yeah. So basically, so basically they're trying to have cars network themselves and discuss with each other. And they, most people, engineers believe that this is a way to help reduce accidents and congestion, right? Because the cars can communicate with each other so they can actually, uh, synchronize. Um, I'm not even comfortable with internet cookies. (laughs) So like, yeah, uh, I don't want my car to talk to the other car that I'm trying to crash into. I want a, I want a fair sneak attack, you know. Yeah, you got you you you, you got to keep it fair, right? You got to sneak up on yeah. them. You use stealth. That's the whole I point st- of. I snuck up on you fair and square. I yeah. deserve to crash into you. Yeah, exactly. That's why oh, I bought an electric car. How else am I car. supposed to commit insurance fraud now? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, that's just what I think that Apple's doing, right? They're working with them to implement it. I don't think they're actually going to have a car, right? I mean. Right. That being said, though, Sony has a Sony car that they showed off at CES last year. Well, and Google had a Google car. Yeah. Well, Google cars like Waymo, right? And that's their autonomous thing. So I think that's a little bit different because they actually want to build a car, an autonomous car. Oh, they do. Okay. Steal your mind. I mean, um, help the poor people who can't drive. (laughs) Right. They're just using it to collect data on you to sell you more ads. The thought police. Yeah, that's definitely what they are. Um, so that's what I think the Apple car is going to be. They're just working with, they're probably trying to get the technology into a production vehicle. It might be like OnStar too, right? It might be like a full connected services suite, right? Where it brings your iPhone and kind of the whole ecosystem together. That's kind of what CarPlay is. Yeah. This is just way more integrated. Yeah, exactly. Right. Like maybe, maybe you'll have CarPlay, but you'll have an iPhone essentially embedded in your dash. And it'll wirelessly charge all your Apple devices that are inside the car without you having to take them out of your pocket. No, they're going to promise that feature for years and years and years and then never actually do anything with it. I don't, I th- I don't think you're thinking of Apple. I think you're thinking of no, somebody no. else. No, no, it is Apple. If, do you not know about PowerPad? It's like their multi-wireless charging things that you can put like all your devices on. It's like one single pad. And they've been promising it for years and years and years. And it's never, ever showed up. <laughs> oh, never They keep saying like, oh, it's around the corner. It's around the corner. And then it's not around the corner. But yeah, it's so all of your wireless charging devices can sit on the same thing to charge. Hmm. I don't know. It's silly. But Apple's very good about promising something and then under-delivering. I, again, I think <laughs> like, you're thinking like of the Tesla. Kia partnership. <laughs> yeah, like the Kia partnership. <laughs> um, we did see when we were setting all this up today that they're, uh, that Nissan is spreading rumors that now they're talking to Apple about Apple Car. But I honestly think that they just saw what was going on on Reddit with GameStop and were like, I want to get on this. 
As a matter of fact, we're in talks with Apple, aren't we, guys? Yeah, we are. So make sure you buy some UCR stock. Sorry, UCS. Uh, we're listed on the not back and the <laughs> Chicago Stock Exchange. <laughs> Where they sell corn and things. Yes, you can buy us by the bushel. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take one bushel of UCS stock, please. They'll be disappointed. They'll be sorely disappointed. All right. So before we head off for this week of news, we're going to tease you with a little bit of a teaser from another company. Teaser Porsche. The teaser? Yes. Porsche <laughs> is releasing the new GT3 911 next week, February 16th. Make sure you keep an eye out for it. It's naturally aspirated. Oh, which, really? Yes. Just like oh, that's the that's the GT3 staple, isn't it? Yes, uh, all the GT3s yeah. have been naturally aspirated, but it's pretty unique because the 992 is the first 911 that has been solely turbocharged up until now, right? So base model turbocharged, S model turbocharged, turbo model turbocharged, not oh, electrified. I thought you were going to say supercharged. <laughs> Technically, turbocharging is a type of supercharging. Okay, yeah, but yeah, we won't yeah. go there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we will be discussing that on the next news cycle, but keep an eye out. I'm sure it's going to be hella fresh. <laughs> All right, with this week's news, I'm Walter. I'm Jeff. And I'm Donnie. Thanks for listening. As always, please check in next week for the next news cycle and for our normal show, Unqualified Car Show, where we pick a car out of a hat and talk about it. Unqualified. Please find us on social media at Unqualified Cars, our website show.unqualifiedcars.com, and feel free to send us an email, show at unqualifiedcars.com. If you have any hot news tips or car photos you'd like to share, please send them our way. We will get to look at them in the shower.